0: Oh, hello, Donald.
1: I had called you and said uh, you didn't answer and it said you were busy.
0: I was. I was totally busy. I was busy. I was busy making a podcast. I was
1: <laughs> you podcast cheating on me again?
0: No, no. I was busy. I was busy getting ready for this podcast. But I, I didn't. I, I need to. I need to wheel over to my other table. Okay. Don. Hello. Can you still hear me? Do I sound far away? You do. It's like I'm Don. I'm all the way in North Carolina. <laughs> I wonder. You sound far away. I sound far away. I'm, I should be closer. I should be closer now. Soon. Yeah, sit so closer to your router. So I'm way closer to my router. I'm. I'm in. I, I'm much closer now. Oh, Don. I'm back. Are you, we're back to the grind. Back to uh, the. Back to the thing. The thing we, that we do.
1: Can we have another month of Christmas vacation?
0: I. I just want one more day. <laughs> I, just, I just want you're, another you're month.
1: So you're so greedy. <laughs> yes, I, want, I am.
0: I want – maybe maybe one day for me that would turn into a second day and then a third and then a month. <sighs> but it's I'm glad to be back. I like – there, there's something about um, not doing things that are, that's great until I'll, I start doing stuff again and I'm like, hey, I really kind of like doing stuff. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't like doing stuff anymore. <laughs> I liked – I'm, i there's certain, there's, I like, I got, I get excited about some things that I do. And I was like, I need to do more of these things, stuff, and things.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I got I'm too young to retire, Ben, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just tired. You know, I think it's the weather. I think it's, uh, it's been gray and rainy here for two days in a row. And that's about my limit. It's, it's awful.
0: I, we, it's also great. Let me move my microphone. Um, it's also gray and rainy here. It's, it's a thousand shades of gray and, um, and I'm, uh, it's, we're supposed to get snow on the weekend. Tomorrow's going to be 70. I don't even know what kind of like weather dimension I live in anymore.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. It's, oh, whoa. You know what? I'm, I, uh, I, uh, can
0: you see that? <laughs> oh, did you no. just, did you send me a video?
1: Are no, you I have, uh, I have a blue, I have a blue light a uh, a philips uh go light and i just turned it on and uh i'm getting lots of blue light right Did now do no, you see me no do you see me through the light? But it's don't so, go towards it's the so light. bright
0: i was so bright
1: <laughs> it was so bright i thought maybe you could see it over the uh, over the audio it's
0: <laughs> awfully bright a blue you know what blue, to, you're not supposed to use these in the afternoon it might affect my sleeping but it's oh, true yeah. Yeah, i you know i have a blue light or I had a blue light last night. It's a Labatt's blue light. The beer. Um it was I played a hockey game and had a blue light afterwards. At the same time? Great. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, right after, right okay. after. Just a, a you know, little uh, like skate drink and skate or something, right? I have done it and it's not great. It's it's <laughs> not neither <and> <laughs> You think you're really good, but in fact you're not you're not very good. You're worse. You're worse than you than you thought you were. Um, and uh, yeah, so I had so no no blue light here uh, right now. But, uh, but I've done, you know, I was, I had a meeting earlier and, and and I, um, I came out of it and it was in a room that didn't have any windows. And I thought, Oh, you know what I need right now? I need a beer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I, I, I had, I I said, this is too late to do a podcast. And so I'm really not, it's not, I'm not in the right energy state. And so I had had my last coffee for the day, uh, a, about an hour ago, and this is just the worst time, and, I'm, and it's too early to start drinking. <laughs> and so uh, this is going to be uh, – yeah, so I don't, I don't feel like I'm in the right headspace. Um, I, did, I did, however, go to the Labatt's uh, website, um, and it's not going to show me anything until I tell it how old I am.
0: Oh, yeah. The, the Canadians, you've got to make sure you're of age. It's yeah. just, like, just like shopping at, at Target when you buy beer. They just, they're just going to scan your age regardless of how old you look.
1: Well, and here's the thing about New Jersey is you can't buy beer
0: at Target. Oh, you live in such a uh, like a backwards state.
1: It's so it's so backwards. It's so it's so so backwards. It's uh, every, time, is- every time we go somewhere where you can buy alcohol in a grocery store, Kristen and I look at each other and say, "Oh, this is civilization."
0: Or, or pump your own gas.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs>
0: that, that too. That too. Um, I. Uh, I say the. Uh, I also live in a state that's a little bit backwards right now. <laughs> like, like, would you like uh, to tell us about it, Ben? I would. I, we were apparently. I have to find. We'll find this for show notes really quickly. Like I you're no longer
1: a democracy.
0: Yeah, we're not a democracy. We're like uh, less de- less democracy than Cuba, um, in some uh, ranking of the democracies.
1: Also, uh, also, you got to be careful about which bathroom you use.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, I was in D.C. this week and um, at a at a hockey tournament for my for my kid, uh-huh. uh, for one of my kids, and uh, we went to uh, a, a restaurant uh, that we have here in North, in North Carolina, but also in D.C. called Codoba. Mm. Not, not a not a regional chain, you know, Kudoba. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do. We have them in New Jersey. It's it's a poor man's uh, Chipotle. It's a it's a different. It's I like it. They have different different stuff. Um, their tacos are 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 fantastic. So anyway, uh, restroom at uh, Cadoba, uh right right around the corner from Ford's Theater. Uh, kids want to use the bathroom. They had unisex bathrooms. Oh, or or multi-sex. I don't know wow. what it is. What, I, is. what You could anybody could use any bathroom. It was the anti HB2. Nice, nice. It was it was good. Um, so yeah, I went I went to DC as a tourist. Um, we saw. Uh, lots of – I, I peeked into the room that holds the Declaration of Independence. But they wouldn't <laughs> no. let you actually in the room? Oh, no. They would let me in, but I'd have to line up. And, mm. and my kids who were in the lineup decided that they could not understand why we were waiting 20 minutes to see, quote, a piece of paper. Mm. So I think they're not exactly. old enough yet. No, Yeah. Or maybe they just didn't want to see a piece of paper. I don't know. Well, you
1: know, I've been thinking. I've been thinking a lot about the the revolution <laughs> lately. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you know why? Because um, because uh, you are
1: ready. Nothing to do with uh, with current presidential uh, uh, news. Peodius? P- yeah. Oh God! P- I think it's pronounced scrotus. Scrotus. Um, yes. <laughs> I have been I have been listening to and absolutely loving um, Hamilton. Oh goodness. The- I think we talked about this on the last podcast.
0: You did. You told me um, you gave
1: me the the yeah, instructions for yeah, Mer- Mer- Merlin. Merlin Mann has yeah. instructions which we will link to again and it is it is it's it's just astounding. I uh, I wouldn't think I could be so engaged and moved by a piece of musical theater that's that's again I'm it's not like I've seen the play, right? But I feel like I know it uh, from just listening to the audio from the the soundtrack. It's just it's quite it's quite amazing.
0: Oh, I, so I still haven't, I know that was, uh, uh, some homework for me last time and I still have not, uh, have not listened to it. Um, but, but I will now, now that I'm back to some sort of a normal schedule, it's gonna, it's, it's, you, you will, you will hear uh Hamilton coming from my, my, uh, uh, headphones, not my AirPods, <laughs> but, but my, my beat studio wireless. But you you have some some nifty new new listening devices. I,
1: I do. I have I have them right in front of me. Um but uh, sadly I have only the headphones in front of me and not the case. And oh man, the headphones in the case, it's just like you just wanna click it open and closed all day long. It's really uh, it's a, it's a, it's a little <laughs> I, I, I was trying to I was I was making some notes for the podcast and I couldn't remember what they were call, called, and uh, so I mentally referred to them as my my Apple Tic Tacs because it's kind of like <laughs> a little uh, Tic Tac uh, case, and you uh, or dental floss case. You pop it open and closed, and it's uh, it's just delightful. So yeah, good, good stuff. Hilarious. Yeah, so my, my, I, I really I really do uh, I really do like my um, my AirPods. They're very um, uh, I, I like them a lot. They're really a nice uh, a nice Apple product. Um, I think the last episode of the talk show uh Gruber was talking about like he thinks it's the it's the single best thing that Apple did this year. And so, and I I'm I again I'm very impressed with them. Um they they don't work perfectly. There are occasionally there've been a few times when they didn't quite pair correctly, but um they are just a delight to use and I haven't I haven't lost any of them yet. I haven't lost either of them yet and they they really work. Uh, they work quite well. I am not I am not using them today though. Today I am using my uh, my Sony headphones.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so there's there's a couple of things I have tried to use my Beats Studio wireless headphones while we do the podcast, and I can't make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just doesn't. The, the part of the problem is that um, these Sony ones that we use, um, they plug directly into the microphone, mm-hmm. and so you can get you can hear yourself talk, right? At the, which I like, which right? I like, the- yeah, <laughs> right. I mean that's what, basically that's why, why we do, we do a podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh so yeah <laughs> um so so there's that but uh and and so so anyway i'm also on my on my sony's and i see that you have another little miscellaneous topic about your headphone cushion degradation which i assume is is related to your sony headphones is that is that correct it is
1: the 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 Covering on my Sony headphones
0: is is degrading. And is this, is this, uh, has this happened to you and to your, it has. To your Sony
1: headphones? It has. It,
0: it, it has. It happened to the ones that I have at home. The ones in my oh. office don't move, but the ones I have at home are the ones that I just take everywhere, or I did take everywhere. So I would wear them on uh, airplanes, I'd travel with them, and I think that somehow degraded them these ones don't like i mean these only get use once a really once a month or so like once every couple of weeks at the huh. most but yeah. not every podcast do i record here in my office
1: yeah well i um, only have i only have one pair and they tra- have traveled with me around the world or at least as far as brazil and back i think um several times and then uh, yeah and they, and they they mostly sit in my office but they occasionally do get uh, tr- uh, transferred to work, and I don't know if it's the travel or maybe it's the sunlight, but the fantastic. So, and when when I got the headphones, they came with a an alternative set of cushions. Which I tried for about half oh. an hour yesterday to put on, and they didn't work. But and then I finally got fed up, and I went on Amazon, and lo and behold, for um, if I had thought of it a day earlier, I would have had them today. But uh, but uh, with with Amazon Prime, eleven bucks, um, I'm going to get some new headphone cushions. So oh. and and I don't mind the fact that they've degraded, except that after I've been recording a podcast, I walk around the rest of the day with little um, pieces of headphone <laughs> covering <laughs> in my hair, uh, which uh, you know I'm I'm not vain man but uh it, it's disconcerting <laughs> to people is that a problem should you is,
0: i think not it's not a problem it to be. me i, it's, right, I right. i'm fine with it but other people uh, look askance oh my gosh so um i i have one of them see so one of the ones that's de- that's degraded at home keeps popping off like it's degraded uh, but also the little like lip that goes into the other lip of the headphone, like the cushion connector part Mm -hmm. that you have to like stretch over has like split. So it'll work mm -hmm. every once in a while and then I move my headphone and then my, my cushion stays on my ear and the headphone moves, which is not, it's not great. So, um, I didn't even know, like, of course you could just buy another pair. I didn't even think about that. That's my,
1: (laughs) that's like, I, this has become a thing where my answer to everything is, do they have it on Amazon? I mean, yeah. I, It's really, uh, it's really, it's kind of bad. I mean, I suppose I don't. I mean, I don't think it's. It's probably not good that we're destroying the retail, you know, uh, uh, infrastructure in this country, because of Amazon. But oh my God, it's like, why would I ever go anywhere when Amazon can just deliver it to my house? You know.
0: And yeah, and and it used to be like a thing that. Um, just similar to my my uh, TV television viewing and movie stuff I used to really be interested in like oh if I'm gonna buy that if I want that I'm gonna go get it right now and that has changed I don't really care about when I get it as long as I don't have to leave my house <laughs> right yes, like, exactly th- and and, um, and just like like TV I've I I I used to really want to be like, Oh, well, everyone's going to be watching this show or watching this thing when it first airs. And now I don't care anymore. I'll watch it when I want to watch it. As long as you don't get spoiled. As long as I don't get spoiled. I'm, I'm, I take precautions. I actually had to do some of this for um, some hockey uh, that I was really interested in watching on New Year's Eve. Um, The uh, World Junior Hockey Championships are going on right now, and it's an annual uh, uh, tournament that happens around the uh, holiday season. And on New Year's Eve, Canada was playing the U.S. in the middle of the afternoon, and uh, I didn't want to watch it. um, But I now don't have a DVR because we don't have – yeah, you know, we've we've uncord un- cut. And so I uh, had to figure out how to not spoil it by going to the website, which was going to have the the score on it and avert my eyes <laughs> while I found the video feed that I could then play. And it worked. I didn't oh. know what it was. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you su- could successfully avert your avert your eyes. So. I did. It's one of the. It's one of those things where you know you think you get training and avert, your, and please avert your eyes, um, and you, until you really need it, you don't know if if you can do it. But right, uh, right. I, I did. Um, but yeah. So um, so we got so we got that. I, I I have done. I've done. I've done very little in the last little while. <laughs> I really have enjoyed my my time off or time not doing things and reading a little bit. Um, and, and it's taken me, uh, like, like I said at the start, I'm glad to be doing stuff, but it's taken me a bit to get back into the swing of things.
1: Yeah. I don't think I'm, I, I, I kept telling myself, okay, one more day, one more day. And then today is like Tuesday. Okay. Time to get to work. I really don't want to get to work, but, uh, yeah, yeah I don't know. Talking to you makes me feel good. Uh, I turned that blue light off cause it was really, really bright, but, but I think I might need to start using the blue light in the morning and get myself. Uh, you know, as it says here on the website, uh, you can uh, increase your energy levels whenever you need it, and help fight winter blues. Where winter blues is one word. So there you go. <laughs> well, there you
0: go. Well, that's 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 exciting. It produces a uh, blue light like a clear summer sky. <laughs> is it? Does it feel warm? Are there
1: birds chirping? No, there's no there's no birds. Uh, occasionally, my dog is barking at a squirrel, um,
0: but there's no birds. <laughs> Well, That works. Hey, look at this! Eight scientifically backed ways to beat the winter blues. Boom! There you go. Make your environment brighter. Dawn.
1: I oh, well, I did turn on Done. the light. I did turn on the light in the room where I am. But uh, but yeah, I got I got got to start using this blue light. I really I really do notice a dip in my energy levels, and it's uh, in the in the winter months, especially when I've had a cu- there's a couple of uh, gray days in a row, and we've definitely
0: definitely had that. Oh, do you have a dawn simulator? <laughs> <laughs> You mean a Dawn simulator. No, I mean like a Dawn
1: simulator. (laughs) (laughs) God, if I had a Dawn simulator, I'd just just, stay home all day. Who let, do the let podcast? Him, let him do the work. Oh, yeah. he, he could be, could be. Uh, <laughs> which reminds me of another thing I want to segue to. Uh, could be you could be talking to a robot right now. Um, I, Westworld. Um, uh, we just binge watched uh, all ten episodes of Westworld, uh, mostly so I could catch up on a podcast uh, where they were going to spoil it for me. So uh, anyway, it was uh, it was was good. We watched.
0: Sorry, I started eating something.
1: Mm. I thought you were going to talk. Oh, we talk Westworld. about Westworld for a long time. No, it was, yeah. it's, it's Westworld's really good. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you should. It's it's worth it's worth watching. Um, yeah, and uh, we won't spoil it. But have you have you been uh, a yes. watcher of the
0: Westworld? I watched the first two episodes mm. last week, and it was awesome. Mm. Hang on, I'm crunching. It's a. I might as well just go ahead and and eat it and not choke. <laughs> I'm crunching a winto green oh. lifesaver. Ooh. Yeah, I like them. Hmm. Um, so yeah, uh I don't know, like I was listening to something and people talked about Westworld and then someone told me that it's really awesome. So we started watching it and I really liked it. Danny wasn't as into it um the first episode, but I think she got hooked on the second one. So yeah, we're uh we're continuing on and it's it's such a such a cool concept. Um and I you know I don't know how it ends, but I it sounds like it's awesome right up until the end and like so.
1: Yeah, to uh, episode <laughs> 10 is uh, yeah, don't, don't try not to spoil yourself on it. Episode 10 is uh, is mind-blowing uh in terms of the, the 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 stuff they do with the story. So, and um you know it stars uh, James Marsden.
0: <laughs> it does. Yeah, Jim uh, Jim Marsden Jr. Right. Uh, <laughs> from the, from Little the Jimmy movie. we call him. Little Jimmy, do you know? Um, have you ever looked up uh, James Marsden's uh, Wikipedia page? The the professor or the the actor? Uh the, the actor. I I think it says something about his dad being a professor. I think it does. But my favorite part. Let me look this up. I I, I uh, okay. Early life and family. Uh, early career. Now, where is it? There is somewhere here. Okay, where he I got to find it. he
1: meets someone right? Candace
0: Cameron yes Did, have we talked about this we have, I think we talked about this yes so I I just want to like I think it's amazing that um, the that, that a professor like like you and I would take our kids to some resort where Candace Cameron might hang out <laughs> like well, there you go I I feel like I was I don't know like left out as a, as a child I could have been I could have met Candace Cameron and been a famous actor.
1: Yes. Well, you know, it's not too late for your kids. You should start taking them to places where famous people hang out.
0: I really just want to go to the Ivy in in Los Angeles, which I know only from uh, multiple scenes from Entourage, which I'm sure is a dated restaurant as it's a dated show now. Uh, But uh, all the famous people used to have lunch there at the Ivy and breakfast. So I want to go there, and maybe I'll meet Candace Cameron and uh, and her kids, my, which my kids will recognize her because they love Fuller House and Full House, uh, and uh, and then maybe they'll become famous actors and actresses or something. I don't know. Let's hope. Oh, Let's hope because become... cause, I mean those those are some very very happy people. <laughs> they are extremely happy people. Um. So I don't know. I, I don't know. So Westworld is really good though.
1: Uh, oh, speaking of speaking of uh, happy people, um, there is I have to I have to share. There's a, a new podcast that I have been listening to um, that is that is not about happy people, um, but it is highly recommended, and it is called um, the hilarious world of depression. <laughs> oh, and it is it is it's a it's a really it's a really good podcast. It is by. Uh, a guy uh, by the name of John Moe um, who uh, let's see what what have i got here uh, where i can i can learn about this so it is uh it doesn't say who who john moe is but it's anyway it's it's he basically talks to comedians who suffer from mental illness and it's uh it's 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 better than it, it's better than it sounds um it's uh, it's, it's quite it's quite, a, it's quite a good podcast so uh, if you're if you're into uh, uh, if you want to, if you want, if you want to listen to some funny comedians talking about their actual, uh, real life struggles with uh, with bipolar and depression, it's 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 an awesome uh, podcast, and and it is uh, highly highly recommended. And we, we will link to it in in show notes. And it's it's really it's really again it's uh, it it does a lot, I think, to try to fight the the stigma of of mental health and people not wanting to talk about mental health problems. You know, because there's a stigma, and it just it's it's really a, Again, if, if if it doesn't sound like your thing, then don't don't look it up. But uh, but if it sounds like it might be in your wheelhouse, uh, it's highly recommended that I've listened to all uh, all four episodes. Um, the um, Dick Cavett was the guest on the last one. Uh, Maria Bamford um, uh, was the guest on the second one. Um, uh, and then a couple other people that I, I didn't know. And then, uh, Peter Seagal, who's a, a host of wait, wait, don't tell me, um, uh, show that I've listened to from time to time. And, and again, and then there's a guy named Sam Gritner who I'd never heard of on episode three, but again, all, all highly recommended and, and well, well worth listening to. And I'm sure of all those people, everybody listening, probably, especially if they're older, they probably heard of Dick Cabot and, uh, yeah. So anyway, it's a, it's a highly recommended hilarious world of depression from Dick Cabot from the
0: Dick Cavett show. That's the one. Who I think I, all I know from watching uh, TV in the eighties was that he often wore like a, a neckerchief or an ascot. Is that, is that true? I Am I getting that right? I think
1: it might be right. Yes.
0: Yeah. I like that about him. We'll bring the ascots back. Um, I, uh, this, this podcast actually popped up. For me, uh, in I was I was searching for new podcasts oh. just in the iTunes podcasting, so it's like a popular one because yeah. it came up in like the you know new new podcasts, and I saw that last week sometime, and I was like, oh, this this is interesting. I so speaking of um, mental illness and and and, and people and, and funny people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, the princess Leia died, you know, the Carrie Fisher. Uh, oh That's- yes.
1: Carrie Fisher also, uh, very famously very out about her own, uh, bipolar illness. And, uh, yes, I did. Uh, I did hear that.
0: Yeah. And I, so when she was, um, uh, when, when she had a, she had a, like a heart thing that happened, mm-hmm. a heart attack or something, some cardiac arrest, uh, the night, na- the night that happened, Danny and I had just been like looking for something to watch. And um, she has this uh, uh, HBO special um, called Wishful Drinking. Um, that's on the HBO go HBO now thing uh, that was really good that we watched like totally I'd been meaning to watch it for a while and was like oh she had this heart attack hopefully she's okay let's watch this this uh, show and then we woke up the next morning and she she had died or you know a couple days later or something yeah and, yeah. And, and, yeah
1: and yeah that was that was also on our list of things to to watch I hadn't haven't managed to watch it yet but uh, but yeah definitely um, um, good good I mean I'm, I'm, I'm glad you watched it and uh, certainly uh, um, again, we would recommend people check it out. I think it's. Uh, um, uh, I'm looking forward to watching it.
0: It's really good. It's you. Know, it's definitely worth uh, worth watching. She's hilarious. Um, and there's apparently another. Uh, not apparently, she was doing another um, uh, documentary one one person show uh, that's supposed to air at some point later this year. That was you know, had already been produced uh, before she before she passed away. So. Cool. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, I only knew her from, um, you know, Star Wars and a few interviews, but it's, it's a very captivating, uh, couple hours or hour and a half. Um, you know, one, one person show. It was good. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it. Uh, and too bad. Uh, you know, we all, we all go, um, as, as, uh, Doug Powell would say. And, uh, but it's so never, never fun when people do go sometimes. <laughs>
1: I, when, when i when i we all go i understand the reference but then when you as soon as you uh, introduce doug into yeah. that immediately i think of pooping and not dying
0: we all go so we all go we all go uh, <laughs> um hey so speaking of which um i wanted to talk it's a good segue into uh into the barf blog uh post yeah that you and i had a, a little brief email conversation about and uh uh, something I wanted to talk about on the on the podcast. So, um, so for uh, reference of date, uh, today is uh, January third, two thousand and seventeen. Uh, and if you were to go to barfblog uh, com today. Um, you'll notice that the last post that went up was on uh, December 29th, so it's quite a long time—probably the longest time in between posts um, since we since we started the blog. And um, Barf Blog's kind of on a bit of a pause mm-hmm. uh, right now, and so so Doug uh, uh, Doug wrote um, so Doug, Doug and I have been having conversations back and forth about the blog for a long time, like probably a year. Maybe even longer. So he, uh, he he after he left Kansas State University, he took a job with uh, IEH um, and and did some some work in communications for them and started writing some you know constructing a blog with IEH and it, you know the, for for what we kind of do and and ultimately it's really it's really him um, who's who's done the most writing on on Barf Blog. It's really a place to write stuff that we like and 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 sometimes there are some stories that we just felt like were important to get out there, but we didn't have anything to write about it, so there was some cut and paste, but then there was some other things where we'd write a little bit and, and anyway, you have to kind of follow the blog to to get what i'm what I'm talking about but um for for both of us I think and and him m- more uh Less recently than me and more uh, succinctly, I guess, was just part of the cut and paste and the grind of reading and writing and um, producing stuff and not knowing if anybody is reading it or you know writing it because you feel like you had to but not enjoying it got to be a, a grind. And um, over the last, uh, I don't know, five, you know we, we, we had funding – um, for, to, to run the blog and to, uh, to pay Doug as a, uh, as a writer. And the funding stream has, has run out. And so we kind of mutually kind of just agreed to put the blog on pause or at least for the most part, uh, for a while. And, uh, and so Doug, in, in the pure, you know, great, great Doug, Doug way he's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to write anything. There's not going to be a, um, you know, a farewell post or anything, um, you know, I'm just going to end it. And I was like, hey, that's, you know, let's go for it. Just, you know, just just then, just do it because it's your it's you. And then uh, he wrote a, a farewell post uh, by saying, oh, this is a good point to pause. I need to write something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so but, I, you know, you know, I both know Doug. He's he's an emotional guy and he he really cares about food safety. But it just came to a point where he just didn't want to do the grind and figure out what the next thing is. And he writes in the, in the post, um, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to become recall net. And most of you, hundred thousand subscribers can figure out how to aggregate news on your own. Yep. Yep. And that, and that was it. So it's like, you know, we got to find something else to to do, um, that we, that we get, um, that, that there's utility and we feel passionate about. And so, uh, you know, so he's he's stepping back and I'm I, you know you'd ask me about what how you know what I'm doing I'm gonna continue to write stuff when I'm inspired to write things and that's become uh, few and farther between I think the podcast has really taken over as a place for an outlet and I um, even the types of posts that I've been writing uh, are a little bit different and Twitter is taken over I think there's a, a you know, lots of different ways to capitalize on um, uh, getting messages out there in different media and and the blogs, you know, this is nothing new to the world of podcasters. Um, you know, blogs themselves are kind of just you know dying and going away. So so anyway, that's the that's the the story of of the pause. Um, I, you know, I think Doug's going to be um, you know he's talked about writing a, a book for a long time. I think that's uh, you know what he's doing. And, and and it's a place where hey something comes up and we want to post stuff it's still going to be there but it's not going to be this uh, sort of stream of uh, information every day four or five or eight posts a, a day uh, unless you know and this is the the thing that's unless it does become that again but right now it's gonna it's gonna pause. <laughs>
1: Right, and I think that this this idea and i 've heard i listen to as as listeners of this podcast will know you, you and I both listen to a lot of podcasts and Um, part of the thing that I often hear podcasters who also have blogged in the past is that, you know, podcasting in many ways has replaced, uh, blogging or it's supplemented it. Right. And so that's not new. And then also, again, the, 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 the concept that you shared that Twitter has in many ways replaced, um, uh, blogging, um, is also quite true. And so, Um, you know, these are not, it's not like we're discovering this for the first time, but this is something that other people have noted. And, and that's important, right? The world, the world changes. And so stuff, you know, things, things come and go and, and, and you're right. It's, it's, if it's not, if it's not fun anymore and if it's not paying the bills anymore, my gosh, it's time to think about doing something else. You know, famously, you know, I talk a lot. On, on this podcast about Merlin Mann, who's been a tremendous inspiration for me, and he still regularly talks about the blog that he used to write, 43 folders. It's still there. Hasn't been updated in, in quite some time, but it's there as a as a repository. But it just got to the point where very similar to what what you're describing Doug's feelings is, it just got to be a grind and and it, and he was making money at it, from what I could understand, but it just became sort of feeding, uh, feeding the monkey, right? It's like, oh right. my God, I gotta write posts and I gotta write posts about productivity. And, and Merlin eventually. Came to uh, he could t- tells it much better than I can, but 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 just to to, to try to paraphrase, um, you know, r- writing this blog about productivity that caused people to go to it every day to learn how to be more productive was actually taking people away from their work. It just became ridiculously counterproductive, and and I guess you could make the analogy that uh, if you're spending all day reading Barf Blog instead of making the food supply safer, it's sort of the same thing. It's a little bit of uh, you know, it's it's a little bit self indulgent, right? Re- reading a blog post. Uh, is not going to make the world, uh, safer writing a blog post may. Um, but, uh, but it needs, uh, you know, you need to be motivated to do that yet. And you have to have something to say. And if you really don't have anything to say, um, well, you got to ask yourself, why are you doing it?
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and sometimes you just, you know, continue to do it because that's what you do. Right. Like, right. and, 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 and uh, um, you know, this isn't, um, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, we, either of us woke up on on december 29th and and said okay well this is you know we're gonna we we got to stop doing it now um you know the the push of um hey the the funds are running out is a good chance it's a good time to sort of reevaluate what you like doing and where you want to put your your efforts and what's what's the new thing you know so many other people have created publications since since Barflog was started and it's you know it's served its purpose and it's going to continue just like 43 folders to be there and and maybe sometime it'll it, someone will post again um or maybe it'll have a different um uh you know, uh, a, a different iteration of it almost and you you made some suggestions on um you know opening it up being being a place a forum for others to to post things and that i think that's a great great idea for us to explore um but you know you look back at it, it's it's almost you know 10 years uh or sorry over 10 years that we've been that we've been doing it and And you kind of, you know, over time have to think about, well, it, what, what else could we, what else could we do with the time? What's the next, what's the next thing? Like when we started the blog in, in 2006, in fact, we started a forum in 2004 and it morphed into this blog and, um, maybe, maybe we just didn't like, we were, we were blogging at a time where there were lots of people starting to blog and then. It's it's run its course, right? Like it's like it's like Westworld, where you can't have forty six seasons of it. It's not Saturday Night Live. You gotta you gotta put your stuff into uh, in, into doing it until the story is over, and or until it pauses. Or and actually, a better analogy is maybe curb your enthusiasm, which. Had a has had a great run and then it went away for a while and it was, it was over, but now it's coming back because there's a new idea there to, to write about and, uh, and, and put on, on TV. So, so I don't know. Um, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it, it's there. And, uh, and we continue to, um, to, to work together on a bunch of stuff. We, Doug and I actually want one of the, the new, um, ideas that that he and I have been talking about over the last couple of months is is um, taking a page out of uh, you know the online um, the, uh, MOOC idea and courses and virtual things and just setting up like a, uh, a a a workshop for a week or something where people can join from all over the world whenever they want to and we're gonna um, just put on a bunch of talks about things that we know about and maybe people will come to it maybe they won't but we're going to try something something new and where you know like bringing everybody together for for a week in person has its advantages um doing something virtual like this uh uh, also has its advantages that we don't you know doug lives in australia and i live here and people can join this from from all over the place but we don't we're not we're not there yet to, to sort of launch any of the details on that, but that's one of the things that we're going to we're going to work on over the next uh, five or six months. Is how do we offer like how do we offer a course in, in a non traditional way um, by using all the the technologies that that we talk about and by um, investigating you know using all the stories that we have that we see every day because we're still collecting the news in the same way that we are. But how do we how do we repackage it and connect with people in a different way?
1: Right, right. Well, and it's it's you know it's part of the challenge of being in the world, but also specifically as an academic, how do because things change, right? And how do you continually try to keep that newness and and freshness in in what you're doing, and and find new ways to reach people, or ways to reach new people, or or even both uh, together. So. And again, yeah, I think social media is a part of that. And before before we completely um, leave social media, um, have you have you seen this uh, Twitter exchange uh, between the uh, Wendy's um, uh, hamburger uh, chain and a, uh, a, a a troll on Twitter? <laughs>
0: I have i in fact, I woke um the my lovely wife Danielle up last night uh because I saw it when I came home from hockey, and I was like, This is really funny uh I need to read you this
1: yes so so and we'll so we'll we'll recount it now for uh for our uh, for our listeners so um uh wendy's tweets, uh, our beef is way too cool ever to be frozen uh with uh, uh sunglasses emoticon uh smiley face um which I mean you know i could I could argue I could argue with uh, you know fresh versus frozen and, and food safety risk and blah blah blah, but whatever. Wendy's is out there and they're and they're and they're tweeting and that's great. Um, well, um, then somebody <clears throat> who goes by the the Twitter name of Thuggy D um, uh, <laughs> says your beef is frozen and we all know it. You all know we laugh at your slogan "fresh never frozen," right? You're uh, like
0: you're really a joke. We, which I want to pause here for a second. I've, I mean, I've heard that that slogan before, but I've never really like had a. We've never sat down around the dinner table and been like, <laughs> "Fresh, never frozen." What a, what a crock! Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> we've never really thought of that. before. yeah, exactly. Not like Thuggy D. He's, Thuggy, deep, he's, he's thinking deep, about a deep thinker. That Thuggy D. Yeah, um, y'all know we're laughing at it. Yeah. So Wendy's Wendy's
1: writes back. Uh, Sorry to hear you think that, but you're wrong. We've only ever used fresh beef since we were founded in 1969. Um, to which uh, Thuggy D responds, So you deliver it raw on a hot truck? <laughs> <laughs> and then at this point, uh, you see a, a switch get flipped uh, on the Wendy's side. Um, says uh, Wendy says, Where do you store cold things that aren't frozen? Yeah, <laughs> Thuggy yeah. D, Wendy's, y'all should give up. McDonald's got you guys beat with the dope-ass breakfast. (laughs) And then Wendy says, okay. um, You don't have to bring them into it. And, and, And it's funny because Thuggy D, of course, at replies McDonald's. Wendy's in, in in proper uh social media etiquette etiquette, etiquette uh doesn't doesn't at reply McDonald's because why why would they want to give any free publicity to a competitor he says uh, so Wendy says you don't have to bring them into it just because you forgot refrigerators existed for a second there yeah. <laughs> which is which is the best the best comeback ever so yeah uh, yeah so, so props props to Wendy's for understanding uh how to do social media right um again um you know I I, I, I we could argue about uh fresh beef versus frozen beef and food safety um you know certainly uh there's 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 trade offs there but uh you know i i do i do like a wendy's uh uh meal uh, now and again their salads are really good i, I like their uh, spicy uh chicken sandwich uh, not not a not not really a, i don't really go out and buy uh uh hamburgers at fast food places i think probably the only place i ever go where I will get a burger, I've I've gotten a McDonald's burger from time to time, but uh, probably uh, uh, Five Guys is about the only place I'll go. And oh, and the um, the chain uh, that's run by that uh, that guy from the show, uh, Bobby Bobby Flay, uh, Bobby's Burger Palace. We'll go we'll go for a burger at uh, Bobby's Burger Palace from time to time. But uh, but yeah. So but anyway, props to uh, Wendy's for uh, for dominating the social media there for uh, for a brief uh, brief period of time.
0: I like it. I like when people foray into the uh, the yeah. world of trolls. Yeah, and, and it doesn't like blow back at them, right? Like uh, it could it could have been really bad somehow. Some of these things, right? When you when you take the um, more compelling approach, but it was good. I enjoyed yep. that.
1: Yep. And apparently, uh, Thuggy D has uh, deleted his comments and then eventually deleted his entire account. So because
0: uh, he got blown up. That's right. <laughs> so there you go. Be, be oh, there careful, you go. There you go. careful about getting into it with the Wendy's, man. <laughs> uh, hey, so uh, so we got that. Uh, Don, you ever eaten anything off your iPad? <laughs> um, you mean
1: eating food that I've had a picture of on my iPad? No, nope, no. Kristen nope, makes nope. stuff uh, from recipes
0: off her iPad all the time. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm uh, talking about uh, like uh, maybe eating food that was served on an iPad. That so, sounds disgusting, Ben. It sounds amazing. Um, so this this actually comes out of uh, Eater. Uh, Oli Fowler of Eater uh, says that a restaurant in New York City is employing um, Apple Watches to increase communication between staff. Tablets on tables are replacing menus uh, and servers in restaurants across the country. And apps are aiming to smooth out everything from ordering payment of food delivery. But serving an actual food and an actual iPad may be the next big thing in dining rooms across the globe. <laughs> Uh,
1: restaurants, I don't. I don't think so. But uh, tell
0: me more. Uh, restaurants in the United Kingdom have been using iPads as plates since 2015, according to the Daily Mail. Uh, San, the San Sebastian restaurant that boasts three Michelin stars—not one, not two, but three—has been serving, serving food on iPads for a few years. Uh, how, how do they? How do they do this, uh, Don? They put on um the uh, a dish that is made of what right white truffle croquettes and they display videos of dogs on the truffle hunt <laughs> behind it and that is an incredible uh food uh situation um how do you how do you wash your ipad don how do you how do you clean and sanitize that
1: uh well I I don't wash my iPad Ben I uh, I do I do have a microfiber case um which which cleans it from time to time um but mostly it's cleaning whatever was on my fingers not actual food um I I yeah I this this just sounds like a, a I mean I guess it's clever but it it's just I don't it doesn't even sound it doesn't even sound good like I don't want I don't want an iPad underneath my food I just and in fact I don't know if you've been through Newark Airport lately, but they've recently redone the whole airport and they have all of these – they took out all the um, – uh, the escal- not escalators, but the people movers, the flat escalators. Uh, they took all those out and they put in uh, uh, food places, um, a- almost all of which have an iPad in front of each uh, station. So you yeah. sit down and you do the orders and we, we tried it once and it was just uh, – it was – it was horrible. Uh, it was, it didn't work. It didn't, it, the orders didn't go through. It just was, it, and, and I, and I just don't want, I don't want, you know, I, I like having screens in my life, but I don't need a screen in front of my face provided by the restaurant. I want to, I, if I want to look at something, I've got my phone or I've got my own iPad or, but I just, it's just, it's just horrible, Ben. I don't, I, I don't know how else to describe it.
0: It's, Yeah, I've had a similar experience. I think it was in the Minneapolis airport where I tried to order something and the person was right there and they're like, no, no, you have to put in the iPad. And then I couldn't, it took me like eight more minutes when I was like, could you just, could you just get me the beer? Um, but yeah, so. So, so here's the, I've I just texted you uh, something we're going to link to in, uh, in show notes. Um, we want plates.com, which is one of my favorite. Uh, they also have a Facebook page, uh, that I've liked, um, where people have served things in restaurants and the weirdest things like, um, oh, the f- last most recent one is a scotch egg that is served in a trophy that says world's best scotch egg. Mm-hmm. Um, or that actually looks kind of cool. That's uh, it, but but yeah, it does. But I want a plate. We want yeah, we want yeah. plates. We can throw that <laughs> the
1: okay. Second one. The second one. Small victories are better than none. Yes. Due to circumstances beyond our control, all meals will be served on plates. We apologize if this spoils your experience.
0: Oh, exactly. Geez. Um, or if you scroll down there's life of pie of course which uh, someone has hollowed out a book and they are serving uh, what looks like a hand pie or an empanada out of the book so you get a uh, oh. book with your with your food anyway so uh, yeah I guess the um, the iPad service is just the next uh, stage in, in this um, so from I mean so people you know in this this article they talk about uh, food safety it I, I I don't know Don like I mean I I so could things remain on an iPad? Yes. Uh, is it likely to lead to uh, illness or outbreak? I don't know. I, now, don't,
1: I don't I don't think. I mean, I not see well. <clears throat> now there there are rules um for wear washing, right? So there so are? there are there are times and temperatures and wash and sanitize steps. It's all spelled out in the food code for our international listeners that's uh, the FDA model food code but I'm sure there are equivalent regulations in in your uh, country and uh, and that is one way that we do uh, control disease risk we also have things like sneeze guards which also theoretically control disease risk um, I would say probably wear washing is more important than sneeze guards in controlling risk but um, but that's just a my, my opinion um, obviously you cannot wash an iPad or at least you cannot wash it in a dishwasher at a high temperature are there ways that you can sanitize an iPad? Yes. Um is it I it just seems like a bad idea just for, for on, on on so many levels. It's like why would you why would you even do this except to be clever? And yeah, it's just a little little, little too clever for me. Again, uh, from a risk perspective, could you do it and could you manage the risk? Yes. Uh, is it right, is right. it a high risk to begin with? No.
0: It's just stupid Ben. <laughs> it's it's like, it's not, I, I mean, it would, and is your amuse bouche coming on your iPhone? Is it, or is it on your Apple watch? Like, oh, here's
1: the thing, Ben, I, I want my amuse bouche in my mouth. It,
0: yes, right? that's, I it's right there in the it's, name. It's
1: right there in the name. I'm amusing my bouche, my mouth. Yeah. That, that's, it's not <laughs> my eyes. It's not, uh, 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 oh, what's French for eye?
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, les, les yeux, les yeux. Yeah, it's not it's Le, not Le Gilles. Gilles Le Gilles, right? Yeah. I think you're thinking <laughs> apologies of Jeff Lejeune. All the, apologies to all the French people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and people uh, with French names, Jeff Lejeune. Oh man, um, there's some there's some good. You should scroll through. We want plates because there's uh, some good old it's, ones. It's, it's it's great. We will link to it
1: definitely, and uh, yeah, Pete, by all means, uh, uh, we, we'll link to the main page. You can just scroll down and uh, just look at them. It's it's what a great website. Good for them. Uh, good
0: job, guys. You know, you know who put me? Who introduced me to this? I can't. I can't remember if I already said this, but our friend Carol Wallace uh, from huh. UCLAN. Um, she was she was staying at my house, and uh, she said, "Do you know about We Want And I was like, "No." And so we spent like an hour scrolling back through all of the posts, um, and it's uh, it's pretty awesome. So where did you but, say she was from? UCLAN. <laughs> U U-Clan, UCLAN University of Central Lancashire. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I that's what you were saying. UK the, land well, she's from the UK land. Oh,
1: UK There it is. We'll link to her web. We'll yeah. link to her web page. She looks. Uh, she looks mad in that picture. She looks. Uh, she's, she's angry. She doesn't
0: have a plate. She's <laughs> a, someone, someone served her something on a on a dish pan, uh, in a bed pan. Yeah. Uh, it, my favorite so far has been uh, drink or eat soup out of an old soup can, like an actual soup tin. Uh. Uh, we want plates. Don't we? Don't we, Don? We definitely want plates, Ben. Uh, stop piping messages on boards. There's a whole uh, aggregate picture. Here's uh, people are putting food in shoes. People are still putting food in shoes. I think don't they put, do that in the Amsterdam. <laughs> uh, don't put food in shoes. I think. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, uh, so we want we want plates. Um, hi i got some other stuff i want to talk to you about all right let's do it let's do it let's talk about i so i want to talk to you about the um this goes back actually one of the first things you put in the uh the folder uh on um undetectable limits of vibrio in molluscan shellfish sure do you remember this you know what you know what i'm talking about
1: uh, so, I do, I do. I, this was this was posted on that uh, that blog uh, that you used
0: to do. <laughs> so, yeah, the blog that we used to do. It's an old it's an old blog. It's an old blog, uh, but a goodie. It's an oldie but a goodie. So yeah, it was on it's on the barf blog. Um, it's from uh, CSPI, and so Center for Science of Public Interest um, has had asked FDA to. Um, set, I I guess, what, you know, what you could call a performance standard, or maybe it was a performance standard for, um, uh, the detection of vibrio in molluscan shellfishes being that there should be, um, you know, zero, non detectable, uh, uh, you know, or less, you know, non detectable, um, best, based on the best available method. And, and FDA basically said, no, and, and so I had I had one of my um, a former student email me and say, "What do you think about this?" Mm-hmm. And and I we had just recently a couple of weeks before this uh, recorded a podcast where we talked about zero tolerance of listeria in um, ready eat foods. Uh, and and that that whole discussion. So go back to episode uh 2000, 2000 oh my gosh twenty four four 4064. No, episode 1 uh 115 I think it was that we talked about that. And so I I kind of looked at this as a really re- really thought out reasoned answer to um to CSPI basically saying um it, we're we're not going to set this this limit uh, of non-detectable, because if we do that, people probably won't test. They don't actually say that in here, but I, I think that's part of it. Because if they do test and they find it, now we have a big problem. But they also, FDA goes on and and really highlights the control of efforts for Vibrio um, over the last two decades, and uh, or decade and a half, and basically saying, we, we've seen the incidence of vibrio go down. Um, you know, it, it's not it's not going up. The deaths are um, are, are around the same, um, and it's a it's a relatively low public health risk. And we're really focusing on this in the industry, so there's not much of a point to set this uh, you know this performance standard at, at non-detectable. And I, and I, I like the answer.
1: Right. And, and, and this is a great, um, so I've got a couple of comments. Um, so first of all, this is a great, uh, letter to show people that think, um, maybe even people like perhaps our president elect who think that FDA is all about making rules, And they're just going crazy with all the rules. Well, here's an example where they are specifically being asked to make a rule to set a policy, and they are declining to because – for for good, good reasons. So uh, I think – so good for them, right? Um, uh, two other comments. Um, uh, I, it's fascinating that um, the letter was written uh, or issued uh, on November 30th, 2016, and the citizen petition was submitted by CSPI – um, basically, four years, four plus oh. years before that on February 9th, 2012. So, FDA is a little bit busy. Um, I, I, was kind of, uh, hoping to scroll down to the bottom of the letter and to see that it came from Caroline Smith DeWall, <laughs> but, but it wasn't. Um, and for those that are, uh, in the know, so Caroline Smith DeWall is a lawyer who uh, worked for CSPI and for Mike Jacobson for many, many years before recently moving to FDA. But, but in fact uh, it is not from Caroline. It is from uh, Negaburu who is the uh, director of the office of food safety um, uh, uh, and the uh, center for food. (laughs) This is bizarre. So, so his title reads director office of food safety center for food safety and food safety.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Food safety and the the food safety. (laughs) I think that's,
1: that's incorrect. I, I think that would be incorrect. You know, you would think if it took them more than four years to write the letter, there wouldn't be any typos in it. But anyway, um, but it's uh, yeah. I mean, and and you know, and 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 I mean, Neg is a good guy, and I'm, I'm sure it's a it's a fine letter. That typo aside, but um, yeah, uh, interesting uh, interesting times. Um, and and good letter from FDA, uh, who who basically said yeah, for 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 a variety of reasons, uh, we don't think that this is uh, warranted. So yeah, it's a it's a, it's a good letter.
0: I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was really good uh, as well. And, and like you said, it, it sort of shows the sausage of not rulemaking, yes, right? Like, yeah. it, and it, and it doesn't say no. Thanks for your time. It, it really is, it's well, it's well reasoned. There's a lot of links. There's a lot of references. It's, it's great. Yeah. Um, so we got, so we got that. We got the Vibrio. Um, we've, uh, I, uh Wow, was there something here I wanted to look at? Oh, could we talk about uh uh
1: Contra Costa County Thanksgiving for oh, illness? Because this we talked about this I think on episode one fifteen, uh which was the last episode uh uh entitled Features Chico Marks. <laughs> yes <laughs> um or groucho marks but or groucho. Uh, yeah any either any one of the above um and and we talked about this so this was a uh, foodborne illness um, uh, that occurred uh, after a thanksgiving day event in antioch um uh, antioch california and uh basically we were di- discussing on the podcast what we thought uh, would make the people sick and we talked about different causes um this was actually part of what engaged us was an email message from from our friend Linda Harris who said uh, basically what do you guys think is causing this and then at some point we saw uh, information about tests that were done and they tested for a variety of organisms and and they didn't find Clostridium perfringens but it turns out uh, in fact that it was uh, Clostridium perfringens and it is very much a classic uh, Clostridium perfringens outbreak where uh, again I would define classic as it's well it's probably, we don't know what the food was but but I would say you know it's certainly probably related to cooling of cooked uh, meat and or poultry, and it is uh, commonly associated with uh, church dinners um, and that is exactly what what happened here what was uh, rather unique about this particular outbreak was not uh, twenty five people getting sick, but there were three uh, fatalities and I think this was uh, people that were, uh, that were probably elderly and probably perhaps immunocompromised or in otherwise ill health, and, uh, and, and that is probably the, the most reasonable explanation of the, of the fatalities. But uh, anyway, it was good to know uh, that, that our radar in terms of our, our, our thoughts on what might cause the outbreak were, were borne out um, with, uh, with the eventual um, conclusion that, uh, in fact, it was uh, Clostridium perfringens.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it was you know like you said one of the things that we tossed around, but then threw out because they uh, said that they had screened for like twenty four different pathogens and and didn't find it, and so I guess subsequent testing is what what kind of led to uh, perfringens because um, we you know, we did have this uh, whole guessing competition, not competition, but you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, friendly competition, um, friendly, yeah. Uh, hey Don, can I? Um, we we never we never really do this, but can I pause the podcast for for like uh, five minutes or so? And and the reason why I will uh, explain this to the to the listeners, um, even though we'll, it it won't be like five minutes when, when we edit out the audio. Um, one one of my uh, one of my former uh, students and employees uh, just like who lives in New York just showed up uh, to my office and wants to say hello. Oh my god! So, so I gotta go. I gotta go say hi. Oh please do. All right, so I'll be I'll be right back. Okay. I'll send you I'll send you a text. Okay. Okay. You're still there.
1: I'm here. Hi. Hey, um, real time, uh, real time follow up uh, from the uh, the the peanut gallery. Um, Dan Latondra, D- Dan, uh, Dan uh, Double Latondra, as as he's known on the podcast, uh, just Double texted us, off. just t- uh, tweeted at us with an idea for uh, a topic.
0: Oh, here we go. Top ten food poisoning stories yeah. of the yeah. yeah. Well, let me open it up. All right. Uh, petting zoo outbreaks. Hey, there you go. So, so but, but his specifically,
1: his question to us is, what do we think the top food stories food safety stories are? and so <clears throat> first uh, of all, let me say uh, I'm not I, even going to look at this
0: list anymore <laughs> so.
1: I yeah, well, we yeah, so uh, f- so first of all, thanks, thanks, Dan. Second of all, this is a stupid idea like I, I don't like to talk about top ten lists uh, 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 this time of year but <laughs> but, but Dan, since it's you, Dan. Dan, super Dan. fan. Are Dan, you listening, super fan Dan? Dan. Um, just because it's you, we will entertain. And just because it's you, and your timing is impeccable, we're going to uh, we're going to address this.
0: So, we are. We are. So. Uh, so. You know what's hilarious? <laughs> I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this thing here. <coughs> well, I, uh, I'd
1: have to do some research. So I think I think we could look at this. Uh, so I, I oh. was
0: was so I think chi, was Chipotle this year. Uh, no, no, no it was that was uh, last uh, year. Fifteen, yeah. Oh. So actually, I, I had one that that immediately came to mind that I thought was not on this list, but it is on this list. Ah, okay. Uh, do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to reveal well, it?
1: Well, let me say that I think the single biggest food safety story of this year was that Donald Trump was going to eliminate the FDA, and then he wasn't. Oh. So that, I, th- I think that's probably. But you know, I'm I'm being uh, I'm being colored by my my current uh, uh, feeling about
0: <laughs> politics. Your current, yeah, your current your, your, yes, yes. That situation. Yes, yeah. Uh, situation. Th- th- that was that's a big one. That's a big one. You know what I like this year. Not like, but my the one that pops up is is, is number three on this list the uh, General General Mills flour E. coli outbreak.
1: That is that is a good. But actually, another really important food safety story of this year that only broke on uh, December twenty ninth. Apparently, I don't know if you know this, Ben Bark blog is uh, is not going to blog anymore.
0: <laughs> that's true. It's on a pause. It's on a it's, a it's a break. We don't know what that means yet. But it's it's not blogging right now. There's no blog. Right. It's not uh, you. Yeah, it's that's me. Big story. Big story, Yeah. <laughs> we should take a pause. I might actually post something today. I, oh, I know. Yeah, what, I, a I, I, I I had a top ten list. I had a paper published. Oh, nice. Oh. I like to put those out there. Nice. Um, so hey, you know, you that, know what
1: I'd say? The top ten uh, story for me was um, apparently if you publish a paper on the five second
0: rule, you get a lot of press. So, oh my uh, per, gosh, personal, personal top ten list right there. So funny you should mention that. I uh, I went to this hockey tournament, my aforementioned hockey tournament mm-hmm. with the Crabtown Showdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and my, my son's team, Jack, that I coach, uh, we came in fourth place, um, which means we lost in the semifinals to the eventual team that lost in the finals. Uh, and, um, we went out for dinner with a bunch of, uh, parents who, who we kind of knew, but, and, and their kids. Because that's what you do on these these hockey tournaments. You go eat at restaurants that are close by, and the kids run around, and parents hang out and drink margaritas, and and it's it's, it's like a fun social time. It was it's a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, the five second rule came up in our conversation. <laughs> uh, of course it did. And and what what happened, Don? I'm going you won't guess what happened. So I don't I don't even want you to guess. My my son, the the smart one. No, my son. <laughs> My son Sam um, says, "Hey, the five second rule is not real." <laughs> this is because one of the other kids dropped something on the ground, went and said five second rule. My my son who's six says five second rule is not real, and they said yes it is. And my son says no. My friend's dad or my dad's friend did did some research and showed that it's not real. So you shouldn't eat that. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom, from the mouth of babes. Yes. Yes, as they say. So you 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 came up at the at this hockey tournament. You were a topic of conversation, and not just the five second rule, but you specifically became a topic of conversation <laughs> for a very
1: brief amount of time. Well, thanks uh, thanks to Sam for the shout out. So so when you <laughs> when you mentioned when you mentioned the Crabtown hockey tournament, yes, that reminded me of a thing that I've only just became become aware of. Um, which is a thing on the internet Of pictures of crabs holding cigarettes So if you, if you google yes. Crabs holding cigarettes There's There's very very many pictures On the internet of crabs holding cigarettes My personal favorite is The one uh, with the crab holding The uh, $10 bill with Alexander Hamilton uh, and In one hand and then uh, a, a cigarette in the other So there you go
0: my favorite is and I don't know if the, where this came from but um, th- crabs holding knives <laughs> Also good. Also really good. yeah there's like this whole crab it's maybe it's just one crab holding one knife, but it's this blue knife uh, that I've seen in, in multiple pictures. so check out and in fact I just Google image searched crabs holding things and there are a lot of there's a pencil, there's a lot of cigarettes. Uh crabs like to they like to grab things. They do. They do. Uh so yeah, Crabtown Showdown, five second rule. Um hey, so so I wanna tell you about the special guest that I just had drop by yes, that yes. did not appear on the podcast. Yes. Did, um, they, did they so, not want to appear? Did you not give no, them a chance? There, it, was, it, was, uh, it was a logistical thing. So, there, so the special guest also had guests. Um, and special guest, his name is Matt Agle and was um, this fan, fantastic uh, – this, this guy who I've known for a long time uh, who used to work for our Department of Agriculture – and then went back to school to uh, do a um, a doctorate in agriculture extension education, and then found his way to me uh, because uh, his project he was really interested in food safety and then I hired him and he uh, I, I've talked a little bit on this uh, on on this podcast this this cast this pod about um, certified food protection managers you know that you know that term Don I, I do I do so. Um, we, we had this idea uh, four or five years ago to create our own certified food protection manager program that was based on the stories that f- were found in Barf Blog, in the annals of Barf Blog. And, uh, and he, he got really jazzed with that idea and, and really drove that, that idea where we actually created this program have now delivered it and certified like, I don't know, six or 700 people in the state. Um and um the really exciting news is that our Department of Public Instruction, um, that runs all of the family and consumer science classes in high schools, the foods class, wants to adopt this program as part of their curriculum. And so so Matt Matt was the like real driver behind it. We sat in, in um in front of whiteboards and sort of diagrammed out how we were gonna do this and um and now maybe like uh, 600 teachers are going to deliver it every year and maybe like 30,000 students might get this, this class which is we built on um, uh, depending on how you deliver it uh, somewhere in between 10 and 13 outbreaks um, that become the stories that uh, form how we teach uh, people to be better food safety managers in restaurants very cool it was really cool. So he he left. He's not yet completed his uh, his dissertation, uh, but he went and bought a farm uh, just outside of Buffalo because he also likes to farm. And uh, so so he dropped by and uh, and and said say, and said hi, which was awesome. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's a, that's the story of my visitor. And and he brought um, his wife, uh, the lovely Caitlin, and uh, and and I think her sister Julia. Uh, and not I think Her sister Julia And they all came by And said hi So it was It was a lot of fun Oh that's nice <sighs> that's, so, why I, that's why I work from home Ben
1: <clears throat> I don't like people
0: I know you don't I know you don't <laughs> It's fine I, People Sometimes it's good Sometimes it's not Don Did you know you can buy Raw milk in a vending machine I and, did I did But not in the United States No not in the United so that's, States That's but not American in, in the United Kingdom you can And, and That's not the uh, same as the United States well, is it just, is it just the states of America now? That's what I read yesterday. Um, <laughs> well, North Carolina is not a democracy. Oh gosh. It just comes back to that. Um, yeah, but in the UK, you can buy, uh, you can buy some milk, um, and, uh, in vending machines and sometimes you can buy milk the, from vending machines that make you sick.
1: Yeah, th- this whole idea, the whole idea that you can buy raw milk from a vending machine just like blows my mind, first of all. Um, and, uh, and second of all, uh, yeah, so apparently people are, uh, people are getting sick. Uh, oh, and can't. also, actually, and we, we can talk about this story, but also one very interesting thing, which I would also seen somewhere else um, uh, in, in, the, in the first paragraph of the story. It says, uh, editors note, for details on efforts in New Jersey and Texas to allow in-state sales of unpasteurized raw milk, the interstate sale, which is prohibited by federal law, please see raw milk advocates make the most of anti-reg mood in the United States. So, uh, so yeah, we might, uh, we might get some, uh, get some from raw milk in New Jersey. You never know.
0: Bring it, bring, bring the raw milk. You know, we, I mean, we don't need to rehash our thoughts of raw milk. You can go back and see the story arc that we had, uh, uh, two seasons ago, uh, raw milk that, that led to, uh, a guest, uh, 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 raw milk guest, uh, um, uh, David Gumpert. And, and we, there's a whole, we, we've talked a lot about this, um, but, but this, uh, so yeah, there's, uh, like 50 people sick from raw milk that was sold in vending machines in the UK, 50 from Campy. Uh, and- yeah, and,
1: and I, I would say, two Campylobacter is an interesting one because it is maybe not so easy to detect. Um, I don't know, I don't know, it's certainly not one of the organisms that, um, well I don't know i mean i don't I'm not familiar enough with raw milk regulations to know if Campylobacter is something that is commonly tested for, but my f- suspicion is it's probably not common to test for it um and even if you did uh yeah what would you you know what's the what's the probability of finding it um so yeah i, I uh, uh yeah i mean i i don't I don't have any more specific thoughts than that do you have any any specific
0: thoughts on this particular outbreak no just that um and so I say no, but I do. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Campylobacter. we don't see a lot of campy outbreaks. Right. Like in general, right? Like, I mean, a lot of campy looks like sporadic cases. Right. And, and it's one like so not only is the uh, pathogen really tough to get from food, but it's also one that's not well – um you can't get it very easily out of stool like the stu- so i had campylobacter back in 2009 also that it was that we talked about on the podcast and that I, I wrote about on on barf blog and um the how we identify outbreaks for campy right now in the u.s at least that, that i know it's not one though not a, a pathogen since it's so common that we would do whole genome sequencing or even um anything like like uh, mulva or PFGE on it's essentially you look at the background of campy compared to uh you know whether you have more campy in the population then you're like oh you have an outbreak then you start using epi to to find it but it's not one that you know a lot of the other pathogens we would Ultimately, go directly into, uh, you know, first PFG and then into to Molva, but, um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting that it's you know uh, that that they've been ad- be able to identify fifty plus cases. Well, uh, there uh, was an outbreak of, oh yeah, oh I
1: was just going to say, the idea that it's from a vending machine is kind of interesting because. Depending on on uh, what kind of data you have, you might get very very granular data, right? You may be able to say, okay, it was in these particular packages because you can actually link a package to a person. Um, if you can, if if you require a credit card instead of uh, instead of just paying cash, uh, you could you could. F- potentially contact everybody that bought milk from that vending machine. If you knew information about the source and of that farm and did that farm sell to other vending machines, and then you could again go and get credit card information there. I mean, it has the potential because of the the automated nature of the vending machine, et cetera, which I guess you could do in a supermarket too. I I don't know. It just seems to me since it's a vending machine that there's like a, there's um, uh, a data analytics angle on this that would be, um, that would be particularly interesting. But again, maybe I'm, i um, not imagining how the vending machine works and, or maybe I'm underestimating the ability to put those same linkages together in a grocery store. But it just seems to me like with, with that, that sort of you, – you know exactly when a particular package was vended. You maybe even theoretically know the temperature history in the vending machine, right? So it just seems like there's a potential to, to know a lot more. But again, that could just be my, um, just my, my speculation and not, and not um, some, anything real.
0: Well, and also, um, that's a good point. Like, that might have helped with the, with just the epi identification of, hey, you have Campylobacter. Tell us about the things that you've consumed. Oh, you got something from a vending machine, right? Like, it's not, it's a smaller right. subsection. That's true. Of the population, too. Oh, that's a good point. There you go. So we had something to talk about on that. How about that? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, we had, we had an interesting, uh, outbreak of Campy. Um, in North Carolina and South Carolina back uh, a few years ago where um, – because you can't buy raw milk in or sell raw milk in North Carolina, but you can in South Carolina and so people will – um, I don't know how often, but I guess fairly often, drive that milk across state lines and deliver it or re- resell it uh, in you know, or distribute it in North Carolina, which is a, a you know a no no. And this uh, outbreak uh, from a couple of years ago that we'll link to was uh, because of that. Um, it was uh, that that's how it was discovered. Was uh, a few people got sick in North Carolina um, from Campy and uh, had identified purchasing raw milk, um, and, and then. Uh, uh once that uh, – those illnesses were discovered, they went uh, – the investigators contacted some folks in South Carolina and said, hey, do you have any campy that looks weird? And they're like, yeah. And so they said, well, why don't you ask if it's raw milk? And turns out there was a whole bunch of people sick with raw milk – with uh, campy and raw milk. Hmm. So so there you go. There you go. Um what else so i i'm sorry my oh. our guests uh, <laughs> ate into our time i don't know if you have a hard out or a soft out or I, a left I, out I, I don't i
1: don't have i don't have any uh sort of a deadline however i have no idea how long um uh we weren't recording for so i don't know how long the show is going to be um after we edit out that part um uh what i do want to talk about though
0: <coughs> is me. i d- Everything okay over there? Yeah, I'm just coughing. <laughs> okay. I'm coughing, and I didn't, and I forgot to m- turn my microphone off. So I thought I would com- <laughs> I would complicate things by saying, "Excuse me." <laughs> uh, um, you know? I we're we're recording a podcast here. Could you keep it down, Chapman? <laughs> <laughs> So
1: um I I want to talk about uh Bluebell asking FDA if it can return to the industry norm here. So no this is a really uh this is an interesting one. So um so this is a, and again so I've 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 because I you know I have to get all my food safety news from food safety news not barf blog <laughs> not, not barf blog anymore. Um that's where I've got all these stories linked to. Um but <clears throat> This was a this was a really I thought a really interesting story. So let me set it up and then and then we'll get your reaction. So uh, we'll read and this is from <clears throat> December thirty first. Um, Bluebell Creameries wants the U.S. FDA to release it from doing more expensive plant pr- production plant environmental testing for foodborne pathogens in favor of specific product testing, saying it is more in line with what it calls the quote industry norm. Um, so first of all. I think it's fascinating that the request is coming from Attorney Joe Levitt, who I believe is formerly the director of CIFSAN. So, so it's a, it's a former FDA official who's who's who, who was an attorney and who is an attorney and now is oh. working for Bluebell. I think that's the same that's the same guy. Um, but what what I don't understand here is so let's let's get the relevant quote. Um, uh, attorney Joe Levitt made the request, the company contends that the environmental testing results in the destruction of hundreds of thousands of cartons of ice cream worth millions of dollars that are not contaminated by bacteria just because pathogens are found in the production plant. Bluebell wants to limit the destruction of products to only those that test positive for a contaminant. What that says to me is that Bluebell is... Right now, testing its plant and finding Listeria monocytogenes and therefore having to destroy product, which says to me, if they are testing their plant and they are finding Listeria monocytogenes in the production environment, they don't have Listeria under control. So this, this seems quite bizarre, Right, the, and I guess I can understand Bluebell's perspective on this. And again, from a risk perspective, I could, I think, I could also argue that it doesn't make sense to destroy all that product if it indeed it is really low risk. And again, when we talked about this before, I think the real risk of the blue the out the Bluebell outbreak. Well, Bluebell was definitely screwing up, but also uh, there were some problems. I I believe in the hospitals that were not sanitizing their their milkshake mixers, but. If you read what what Levitt says, they're destroying product, and they're destroying a lot of product, I, because they must be finding listeria in the environment. Is there any is there any other way to read that?
0: No, and okay, not I, not, not that I can see. Like that's my interpretation as well, and it kind of is um, staggering that. <laughs> That, that they're doing so much environmental testing with and producing so much product in between when those environmental testing and, um, and cleaning, sanitizing steps are happening that it would result in millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of cartons of ice cream. But maybe they're making hundreds of thousands of cartons of ice cream a day. in a day. And, yes. they're, and they're testing once a day, right? Which is also staggering to me, right? Like hundreds right. of thousands of cartons of ice cream a day or is it in a month? Like you know what I mean? There's there's stuff that's missing here. Now, obviously, this is a story that I don't think Bluebell wanted out there because this came from um, records that were obtained by the Houston Chronicle. This isn't right. like hey, a press release. Right. Yeah, For yeah, FOIA. Right. Yeah. Right. Right, right, right. So this is like let's let's FOIA um, FDA to find out what you know what's going on with Bluebell and then here's a request from Bluebell, so here's a story. So we don't we don't know all the stuff that's behind it like like a lot of stuff that we talk about right um, but yeah no i i don't i don't look at that story any differently than you do in a sense like we're finding a bunch and, and is that the norm right or is it not the norm and we're we don't have it under control you know what i'm saying like yes like maybe it is the norm that you would find a bunch in a in a ice cream plant we should have some ice cream people call us or tell or or send us a message. Yes, we know some. We should we should look into this. If you're if you're an ice cream person and you're listening, let us know what you think about this uh, this situation. And we could do it anonymously or not anonym, anonymously. But um, are you know is there really that much listeria out there that that this would be like? I know they're not saying that finding it environmentally is the norm. What they're saying is can we fi- can we follow the norm? Um, but is there is there that much out there? Right, and,
1: and let's and let's note for the record that 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 during the outbreak they were certainly not um, following the norm because if they were testing their product uh, they would have found listeria because apparently as FDA showed oh. every single carton they tested or 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 I'm, again I may be getting the details on that wrong every single something they tested was positive right I mean they yes. found they found they found like. A lot uh, – they didn't fi- – it was easier to count the negatives than to count the positives. And I think that was on a car- – per carton. Anyway, we we talked about it on a previous edition of the show, and there's an FDA. There's an article, a peer-reviewed article on that. So um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean I'm, uh, I'm sympathetic, but uh, up to a point. And I guess I would – to be more sympathetic, I would like to know more about exactly what they're testing and what they're finding. But of course we're not going to know that, so.
0: Right, right, right. Uh, I want to talk about going public, Don. Do you know if you go public early and you're wrong, you're you're right, right? And if you go public late and you're right, you're wrong? Well, some, that's a great some quote, Ben. <laughs> no, no, that's not the quote. The quote is, if you go public too early, you are wrong. No, what is the quote? <laughs> well, first of all. Let's let's
1: attribute the quote. Okay, so this is a quote to uh, to Paul Mead, and I think it was around the time of Cyclospora in raspberries. Uh, Paul Mead, uh, CDC epidemiologist, and he says if you if you go public with an outbreak.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, if you go if you go if you go. Oh my God! Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? I wrote this down. I wrote this down. Let me search on the internet. Uh, quotes, Mead Schaffner. It's got to be. I, I know I have it in my quotes uh, database.
0: Um. If you're wrong, you went public too early. If you're right, you went public too late. Okay, if you say so. That's it. Uh, so that's what he, that's what he said. So here's here's the thing. Um, cucumbers. Yeah. You know the uh, had those you had those before. Had them in a had them in a salad last week. Mm. Um, cucumbers, uh, in last year or yeah, it's last year now in 2016, uh, made a bunch of people sick and it was Salmonella Oslo, uh, 14 ill, three hospitalizations from March 21st to April 9th. Um, uh, among the 12, uh, patients who consume cucumbers, 11. Excuse me, 11 specifically reported Persian or mini cucumbers, which are small seedless cucumbers with smooth skin. Um, eight of their 13 respondents reported, uh, purchasing cucumbers from chain A. This is out of, um, MMWR, our favorite, uh, our, our, it's my favorite weekly report. Um, and, uh, the, there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, um, previous cucumber uh, linked uh, outbreaks that also we had to wait months to hear about. So in 2000, I, I wrote um, in October uh, 2015 um, that uh, the uh, no, that's not what I wrote. Uh, there are people that got sick from cucumbers. Uh, the, forget that I was trying to say that. There's been lots of people that got sick from cucumbers, uh, from Seven and cucumbers, 2013, 2014, 2015. And we don't always hear about them until after the outbreak has happened. And here's another situation where that's the case. And I, Doug and I actually finally have a paper coming out in March in the Journal of Environmental Health that is about going public and sort of our, uh, our take on um, when to go public and when not to go public that deconstructs that need quote a little bit. And, and the best practice in all of this risk communication stuff is share what you have and what you know. And if you're investigating a Salmonella-Oslo outbreak, tell people that. And if you think it might be cucumbers, tell people that. If you don't know what it is, tell people that. But the first time that we hear about this outbreak is like eight months later. That's don't a do lot, that. That's
1: a lot of months. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, again, I don't want to beat up on our CDC or FDA friends, but boy, that uh, that seems like too
0: slow. Well, and and so here's the thing in the MMWR, like we now look at it, you know, eight months later. And they still don't know where it came from, right? The investigators. This is straight out of MMWR. The investigation identified two Canadian cucumber suppliers during the time frame of interest, but a single grower was not identified. Growers who could have supplied these cucumbers were located in Canada, Mexico, and the Dominican Republic. So, you know, you wait a long time until the investigation's done, and you still don't have a definitive answer on it. So, why not just tell people what you're investigating right up front?
1: well <clears throat> I, I don't know I, I maybe you were asking that rhetorically, but <clears throat> i am let me let me let me counter that and say well the the problem, and this is so me putting on my industry my fake industry hat here for a minute. The problem is that if, what if it's Salmonella St. Paul and tomatoes, right? Sure. And it's, but it's not tomatoes. It's, it's actually hot peppers. So I, so, I guess it, what I, what we need to, you know go ahead, go ahead.
0: Yeah. 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 I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm so stressed on this. I'm, I'm getting worked up, Don. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I got to ding my, my bell here. Um, right. We might, we might get it wrong, but, The thing that I think we've learned since Salmonella St. Paul in tomatoes is there were some more absolutes in in the messaging from that that said this certainly looks like tomatoes, so don't eat tomatoes. And there weren't a lot of there wasn't a lot of discussion, a lot of communication about the uncertainty. And I think that's the that's what we've learned. So if we think. If we don't even know that there's a food associated with it, then just say that there's some Oslo going on. And here are the foods that we're investigating. And it certainly and, could be and, one. And, of and we'll be updated over time. Yeah. Right. And we'll, right. we'll be updating over because somebody knew something a long time ago. Right. Am I? I don't know. I'm going to speculate here. But my speculation is the people of these 14 ill they probably didn't read MMWR this week to see. You know what? Hey, I've had salmonella Oslo, and it might right. have been might have been uh, from cucumbers. And I think they deserve to know that, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well. Ah. Yeah. I, absolutely. And oh, and and by the way, um, I did find um, I did find that quote. Okay, and we we will link to a very. I don't know if you remember. There's, there used to be a website called Barf Blog. <laughs> we'll, is that?
0: Yeah. did well, that? Was
1: that on the internet? That was on the internet. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was back when uh, Merle the Man used to talk into his shoe. Um, there is. Uh, there's a post. Uh, there's a post on uh, Bart Blog, uh, which is a very, very long post. It looked like the person that was writing it had a lot of caffeine. Um, uh, it's. Uh, it's entitled "More on Modernist Cuisine and Bad Micro Microbial Food Safety." Colbert <laughs> careful of Clostridium in the pastrami, uh, which is a super ass long blog post that I wrote. Um, uh, Talking about our good friend uh, Nathan Mervold, uh, the patent uh, troll um, <laughs> and his modernist cuisine and in in that article um, uh, uh, I, I say um, um, quote quoting myself now, as I once heard Paul Mead say, quote "Food safety recalls are always either too early or too late if you 're right it 's always too late if you 're wrong it 's always too early." at least I think I heard him say that the only source for this quote that I could find on the internet is me, meaning myself. When you click that link, it leads to a web page that does not load. Oh, well. <laughs> so so now, now the only source of the proper attribution of this quote is probably on a text file on my computer, which is uh, not available on the internet, or this wonderful very long uh, blog post. So, so there you go. Thank you, Paul Mead, for saying that or not saying that. Uh, thanks to uh, barf blog whoever the guys are that run that um you know i I, I wish them well I'm, I'm glad that they used to do a a blog
0: <laughs> yeah good good excellent <laughs> oh man oh don i don't know what to do about what <laughs> do we go do we talk do we talk more do we talk less more of you more of me um more, more I, uh, bells, more ring bells. You know, we, we we could leave we could leave that entire um, that
1: entire um, uh, time uh, with no talking in, because maybe people <laughs> want more of that. <laughs> they want us to pause.
0: Yeah, just, but yeah. both of you should talk less. That's what I want. Both, I want a podcast yeah. where you both talk less. It's the most relaxing podcast I've ever listened to. <laughs> Uh, shh, shh. I'm listening to a podcast where no one's talking. <laughs> I need to concentrate. It's very relaxing. Uh, oh man. Well, I, think, I think we're probably at about an
1: hour and a half, so I think I we can wrap it up uh if if you if you are ready to be done.
0: I'm ready to be done. Uh one one last thing, sure. uh shout out to our favorite podcasters, uh Roderick on the line for uh-huh. talking about us. Well, talking about you. I'm talking about then- us but by us we mean me. <laughs> Yeah, you – but then those guys. Those guys, it was, yes. I'm, I'm the other guy. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Dr. Don Schaffner got – Got uh, name checked in the uh, the food safety podcast with uh, with Merlin and uh, John Roderick, and it was really it was hilarious. It was really cool to hear. I, I'm still I'm still awestruck when people talk about us. When it's and actually I'm even more awestruck when people come up and say, "Hey, I listened to this thing that you did this podcast."
1: Oh, speaking uh, of which, oh, I, I do have one more thing I want to talk about, and that is um, we have to have a special shout out to podcast listener Beth McCoy. So, so Beth is a distinguished teaching professor in the Department of English at Geneseo, and I don't know why she listens to our podcast. But thank you, Beth. Thank you for listening to our podcast. She's an English professor, for Christ's sake. Um, but apparently, she started uh, following Barf Blog, and then through Barf Blog, found the podcast. And uh, yeah, so she sent a very nice, uh, very nice email. Uh, I think it was one of those ones where she sent Doug a question and Doug didn't know the answer and sent her to us. And then I did a little bit of digging um, because it turns out uh, Geneseo is a, is a college in upstate New York that my mother attended uh, when she was uh, studying to be a teacher many, uh, many years ago. And, uh, yeah, so in a little bit of a small world uh, department, uh, thanks to thanks to Beth McCoy for listening and, and, and for being uh, an awesome distinguished teaching professor in the Department of English. <laughs>
0: Yeah, awesome, and yeah, thanks for reaching out, Beth. Uh, we appreciate all the listeners, and especially um, those who are English professors and just happen across the world of food safety through us. Um, hey, so can I tell you that I'm going to do a podcast <laughs> with called uh, "People I Follow." <laughs> okay. And it's from a like a friend friend of the podcast, friend of me. Um, my kid is a friend of his kid, and he's my neighbor. And uh, it's this uh, this this guy Richard Averett. Um, so we're doing a podcast sometime this month, and he just said I like to interview people that I follow on Twitter, and uh, nice. that's the podcast. Yeah. So i nice. and what's it I'll, called? I'll look, it's called People I Follow.
1: Aha! Uh-huh. The internet does not uh, reveal anything for people I follow. Podcast.
0: Uh, maybe it's called. Maybe it's called something else. What's you know? Uh, I follow Richard. He just did. A, maybe it's not. Maybe it's called uh, something else. Oh
1: here we uh, people I follow podcast. Richard sits down. All right. I don't. I, I, I once I added Richard, it found it. No. Oh, well, there you go.
0: Uh, yeah. So I'm going to do that. There it is. Raleigh. It's on Raleigh and Company. How about that? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to do this. Uh, it's like uh, I Raleigh & Company, I might have mentioned this before. It's like one of my favorite podcast or not podcast websites of um, like Raleigh News and um, good, good writing, type of writing that I like to read. There's a bunch of people that I don't know who I like them uh, and one person on this – well, two people on this uh, site who I do know, one who is judged for us uh, at the uh, state fair for jams and jellies.
1: Well, and I'm just reading the uh, the description. You know, there's some homework for you if you're going to do this show. Oh, oh I know. Okay. I What? What, what <laughs> beverage do you prefer with cotton candy?
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm gonna it th-
1: says it right here in the description. Oh my He'll God. dig into their background, find out what drives them, and most importantly, what beverage they prefer with cotton candy. I
0: hope I didn't like spoil it for you. That's good. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for this. Okay. I'm ready. I think uh, I'll have to come up with something really witty for that. (laughs) Don, thanks for working me up on uh, on things with uh, going public and not going public. And uh, I'm 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 glad we're back. We're back in the uh, in the saddle. Back in the doing the things that we like, like podcasts, like podcast in 2017. 20, dude, here's to a, a, a 2017 full of good podcasts and, uh, um, raw milk and, uh, cheesecake factory and, I uh, with Why you got me a cheesecake? Why, I don't know why you got You know what? That song came on at, uh, when I was drinking beer at, uh, drinking blue light last night at the bar that, uh, that I go to after I play hockey. Nice. And I, yeah, it was really good. All right. I think that's a podcast. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. you go January 3rd in the books boom boom uh, where's my where's my calendar I keep clicking on the calendar and it does not bring up my actual calendar why is that oh there it is there it is okay so two weeks from today I can't do it okay two weeks from yesterday I could do Okay, two weeks from yesterday,
1: I'm having my shoulder um, oh. uh, chopped up. So. Oh my and God.
0: hopefully not chopped up. I'm having my rotator <laughs> cuff repaired. I like that you're chopping <clears throat> up your shoulder like, uh, like it's, like, like it's a, um, a hibachi grill. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so would you like to record something before you do that? Well, or would you like I, to do something afterwards?
1: Well, I, don't, I just don't I, – I have no – idea so I know that I will basically not be able to use my left arm for at least two weeks and but, and, and probably way longer than that. But I, I won't be able to like even drive for two weeks. So on the one hand, I'll be sitting around. On the other hand, I don't know if I'll be really able to do much of anything aside from you know just like sit there and try not to be in pain. So –
0: and, and you know, like, you don't need your left, left arm for this podcast. This is a right, om, right, right, right arm only. Arm, only. And, and not once have I requested that you drive anywhere. <laughs> uh, it's never been part of homework. It's always usually listen to this or watch this or read this.
1: Yeah, which I, all uh, I could do without my – used to my left hand. So, I'd Well, I mean, I don't, maybe you will need that. But um, so, uh, so, I, yeah, so, yeah, so I think in, in, in fairness to the listeners, I think the best thing um, would be to record earlier rather than later
0: yeah so what do you think about the uh, say the thirteenth
1: um, The thirteenth is a Friday, which means i 'm going to go into the office so it 's not a good day okay um, what about the twelfth? the twelfth uh, the only thing I have on my calendar is i 'm going to see the surgeon who is going to uh, do my surgery uh, for a pre op
0: visit oh on location is yes. that what you 're suggesting yeah so i
1: 'm going to bring i 'm going to bring the computer i 'm going to bring the microphone <laughs> we 're going to interview Dr. Goldberger. No, um, uh, but 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 I, but yeah, I, I could good. certainly I could certainly do it uh, that day.
0: So I have I work, that that works. I I have to I'm doing a science cafe talk that night. Nice. Yeah. About oh. So let me see if I even have a to- topic. You're gonna love this because I keep I just I take your ideas and I <laughs> I just take them and I, I'm that's, using. Them that's everywhere. called plagiarism, Ben. No, no. I attribute I attribute them to you. Okay, that's fine. Um, So, Science Cafe. Uh, This is what um, this this like you gotta you gotta punch something up right for the um, for for these talks Mm -hmm. because you gotta get people to go. The title of my talk is "You Cannot Be Serious: Microbial Food Safety in the Modern World." With an estimated 48 million illnesses annually in the U.S., food safety is a big deal. Some of the most recognizable brands like Chipotle, Bluebell, Dole have all been linked to outbreaks in the past year. While food has been known to be a source of illness for eons, how outbreak investigations are solved, and more importantly, how academics, regulators, and the food industry learn from incidents has changed drastically. Ben studies how food becomes contaminated with pathogens, how to avoid it, and what to do once food contains pathogens. Focusing on risk analysis, Ben gathers data on actual food handling practices to prioritize management and communication efforts. Efforts. It's kind, kind of a I'm long talking. title. No, it's like a <laughs> thing. It's like a. It's like a, that. That's how long it's supposed to go. Okay. They got to put it's it into like an Instagram abstract. post. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. like okay. It's like a yeah. It's like a one thing. So oh, anyway, got you got cannot be serious. So, so and movies. and do you when do you
1: spell be serious b period c e r e u s or is that only uh, for nerds?
0: I can't believe you had to ask that. Of course. <laughs> uh, okay. Of course, I did. <laughs> Um, I also have to do or not have to do. I've also been invited to to give a talk at something called the Science Olympiad, which is like a a, a competition for high school students. Yeah, my kids did that when they were in high school. I, yeah, so and so one of the topic areas is on food this year, and so they asked me to come and give a, 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 an educational talk. And my title for that is Barf Wars: The Salmonella Awakens. Nice. Yeah, not bad, right? That's, that's good. I like that better than uh, you, surely you can't be serious or whatever else you said. You cannot be serious. Uh, <laughs> food safety in the yeah. modern world. I don't even oh. know why I put modern world in there <laughs> to, to distinguish it from food safety in the old-fashioned world. Yeah, it's an old old world. Uh, it's an old-world salmonella. Um, salmonella Oslo from the from the from the from, Europe, from your Europe. Norwegian uh, old world. Yeah, from the Norwegian old world. Uh, okay, so so we go the twelfth. Um, I have a meeting from like nine until ten thirty and then I've got another call at two um scheduled, but I could move that if we if that doesn't work with your nine till ten thirty I can't move, but I could probably move the two
1: yeah so my my visit with my uh with my doctor is the first visit of the day uh, so it's seven thirty so I've got the whole rest of the day clear
0: okay, so why don't we say 10, 10, uh, 11, sure ten eleven eleven o'clock not ten eleven Sounds good boom FST because then I can have this meeting done I can have a coffee and then uh, and then we go and that's FST 117 I think so man holy 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 uh, is this one mine or is this one yours I think this one is mine because you did okay. the Groucho one that's right so are you good um, with the like cutting out the 20 minutes or yeah, do you want yeah, minute? to- no okay. totally I can do that that's okay easy. cool Cool, cool, cool. Um, I just got—I don't know what this is. Um. So there you go. What else? What else you got, Don? Good luck with your with your shoulder. Thanks. Uh, thing. I, I'm going to talk to you before that, but I'm, I'm well wishes towards you.
1: Thanks, thanks. It's uh, it's it's apparently brutal, but I mean. <laughs> You know, I got I got twenty. As I've been telling everyone, the the doctor said, "Well, if you're seventy five, I wouldn't worry about it." But uh, you have know, got at least uh, 20, 20 more years. So you want to be able to lift your hand over your head, so
0: you know, and, and do stuff with it. So, yeah. Well, and and, and spring training's right around the corner. You That's know, right. pitchers and catchers That's report right. soon. So That's right. you've got to get your uh, rotator cuff all healed up so you can uh, throw those fastballs. Throw those fastballs. You got it. Well, yeah. Give a, zim it. it right, in. Right down do the in alley. In a- Right. Well, who's on, who's on first? I, I don't, don't know. know. Second base. Third base. base. <sighs> yeah. oh, <it's> awful. <laughs> We're horrible people. Uh, cool. Hey, I'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to All you right. later.
1: Bye bye.